And welcome into the show, the Outdoors with Don Dubuque program. I'm Keith Lusher, sitting in for recovering Don Dubuque. So I'll be steering the ship this morning, and I'm excited to be with you. Uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about coming up in the program to help you on the water this weekend. Uh, taking a look at the weather for today, offshore, you're looking at east winds, 10 to 15 knots, uh, seas 3 to 5 feet. Lake Bourne winds out of the east, 5 to 10 knots, and you're looking at a quarter of a foot tide. Uh, barometric pressure is 30.24 and stable. Sunrise is at 6.11 a.m. and sunset is at 6.05. Uh, and throughout the show, we'll be taking you all around South Louisiana to get some field reports from our reporters, uh, Shell Beach, Big Big Lake, uh, Grand Isle, where else? Uh, Plaquemines Parish, Lake Bourne. Also, if you're a kayak fisherman, we're going to check in with Captain Eric Muhabarak for the Paddler's Report, get some uh, insight into what options are there for kayakers in South Louisiana. All right, looking at the forecast, there are no projected hard fronts coming uh, anytime soon, so that's good news. Uh, should have a pattern setting up nicely as far as the stable temperatures and barometric, barometric pressures concerned. Also, the uh, offshore scene is cranking up with the tuna and Oahu. Uh, freshwater, the sockele or the crappie spawn is in full effect. Uh, those crappie are moving into the shallows now and are easy pickings for those who want to fish with jigs or shiners under a cork. Uh, I got a report from somebody who fishes the uh, Chifuncta for white perch, says the water temperature on the Chifuncta is 75. So that's plenty warm enough to trigger those crappie to bed. Uh, I've also got a report from Tim Bai. Fishing Caney Lake, uh, uh, and the water temperature there just crossed 60 degree points. So they're a little behind as far as water temperature, but uh, all, all warm enough to trigger the spawn. Also, turkey season will be cranking up on April 2nd with the youth uh, getting a week's head start. Uh, youth season kicks off on March 26th. And it's crawfish season. Uh, it's time to break out the burner and those boiling pots with some boiled crawfish, or as we say it down here, ball crawfish. Uh, we're going to go down the highway and get some ball crawfish, huh? <laughs> so this morning I'm looking for, for some different ideas as what I can add to my boil in addition to normal stuff like the potatoes, the, the sausage, corn on the cob, celery, and, and mushrooms. Uh, anybody got some good suggestions? I'd like to hear them. Also, what not to add? I know us Cajuns, uh, we'll, we'll try just about anything. So uh, I'm sure somebody's got a what not to boil experience. So I want to hear from you this morning uh, as far as suggestions on what to add to my boil and what not to add so I can steer clear of those items. And also, if you want to text any other questions or comments to us this morning, uh, fishing, hunting reports, we'll take those too. You can text 504 260 1870, and we'll be checking the message board and, and reading your comments and reports as they come in. Okay, we're going to get to our first break here, but uh, when we return, we're going to check in with Robbie Campo of Campos Marina, see if those trout have gotten back to where they were before that, that Arctic blast uh, disrupted their pattern. I have a hunch they're, they're, they'll be back. They're uh, coming, coming in the shallows again. Uh, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Hi, welcome back into the show. Keith Flusher filling in for Don Dubuque. We're going to kick things off this morning with a report from Shell Beach. Uh, Robbie Campo of Campos Marina joins us this morning. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Robbie, uh, <laughs> how are things uh, 
these wins, you, you surviving these wins out there? Well, let me tell you, uh, it, it's been it's been tough these last couple of days. We've been having, you know, uh, we've been having some southeast winds that's been ramping up in the 18, 20 knot range. Um, it, it it made fishing really really tough uh, around the Lake Bourne area here for for the past couple of days. Uh, you know, when we get this wind blowing like this, and we do need it. Don't get me wrong. I know it's this time of the year. It brings a brown shrimp larvae in. Um, you know, it's just, but it makes fishing tough because that wind comes straight down to Mr. Go, and it makes things where you, where most of my fishermen have to go towards the Hope Bell side. Um, it, you know, it piles everybody up in the calmer waters, uh, but still, in all, it still makes things, uh, you know, hard to hard to cast. Uh, you know, it's just a it's a, clom- a conglomeration of just uh, mishaps all day with twisted lines and backlashing and so forth and so on. Uh, but I tell you, um, you know, this, this past week was, was, you know, was, it was kind of tough. Um, my guys that got out early and fished the Eastern shoreline of Lake Bourne, um, picked up a few fish over on the, on the Eastern shoreline. I know they're still catching some up at the wall at Shell Met. Um, but most of the people had to go back over on the Hopedale side, like I said, and go, you know, underneath the bridge and hit Joe's Canal and go run and do the Hopedale Lagoon, Lake Robin area, you know, and go fish back up in that marsh pond, Pecan Lagoon, um, uh, you know, but that trout pattern hasn't never got back to, you know, its full swing again, but it's gonna, it's gonna happen here real soon. I'm sure it's gonna happen real soon. Now, the trout that they're catching and, they're, you know, they're, they're opening them up, um, you know, when they're, when they're filleting a the fish, um, all have glass minnows in them. So if you've got some kind of some kind of baits that looks something like a glass minnow, I would suggest using that. Um, they're doing better with casting and retrieving than just fishing it underneath the cork. Um, now, although I did have one guy fish up in Lena Lagoon this week who did catch some trout up underneath the cork, but he was fishing a voodoo shrimp, um, and he did he did okay. But he was also tipping it with a piece of dead bait and, seeing, you know, trying to make put some smell in the water, you know, to make it happen. Um, more redfish over on the east, over on the south side of us here, behind the Hopedale area. Uh, but then again, you know, that's that. You know, it, it it was all due to these these hard winds. Um, this morning it's kind of foggy down here, um, but I do want to tell you if the people are coming down this morning, you, whether you're going to. I don't care if you're going to Shell Met. I don't. It doesn't matter if you're going to Delaware Island, Hopedale, Shell Beach, wherever you're going fishing in these areas. Do not wear short pants because the gnats been so bad. Um, man, these things are flying teeth. Uh, and I'm telling you, I don't mean just bad. I mean terrible. Uh, terrible they've been huh? terrible for the last few days. Uh, yesterday was unreal. Uh, and, you know, and I don't think – this morning is going to be any different. Uh, you know, when you got the 68-degree weather with 75-ish in a day, um, this is the perfect recipe for gnats, uh, especially with a south wind blowing. This is the recipe. This is what they love. Uh, this is when they flourish. <laughs> so if you're coming down here, Thrive, late, huh? Have you, have, like Don says, have your amber romance ready. Have you, have you off. Have something ready because I'm telling you, uh, they're, they're, you're going to get ate up with the gnats today. I, I, I promise you. I, I just, look, it's been like this for the last few days. 
even though the winds were high, if you got out of the wind and you went behind a building, oh my God, they were there yesterday. They were all day, yesterday all day. No, no, no reprieve from them yesterday at all. No breaks. It was gnats all day. So, and I don't believe today is going to be any different. So, if you if you're coming down here, if you're kayaking or whatever you're doing, make sure you know. If for the ladies, wear leggings, wear something long. Don't don't come, please don't come in shorts. This is only for your own good. Believe me. Uh, because you're going to get bit up. So, um, But if you're coming down that, this way today, hook the left and come on down and see me at Campos, and I'm going to get you going and get you in the water, get you parked, and get you on your way. <laughs> Take a left. Huh? Robbie, one question. Uh, the bass have been more plentiful uh, for the saltwater fishermen, especially down in that area. They kind of turn their nose up at the bass. What are you seeing as far as guys keeping more bass? Is that becoming more acceptable of a bycatch? Well, uh, you know, when you <laughs> this is how it, when you put when you got when you got customers in a boat, you have to you got you have to produce whether it's catching bass, catfish, um, you, you know, uh, or because we got a lot of freshwater catfish down here now. Um, yeah, I mean, and 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 they're easy to get. I mean, you know, they're fishing along these rocks and fishing these trinosas along the Mister Go and back up in Lena Lagoon. Uh, you know, when you got customers in a boat. Um, and 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 fishing's been has been tough as it is. Look, you just you're looking to put whatever's in, in a box you can put in a box, and you're allowed ten of them. So, you know, yeah, it, it's it's actually has been it's been saving it's been saving the trips most of the time because it, yeah. it's making that mixed box, you know, with sheephead and a couple redfish, some bass, some freshwater catfish. You know, it's a yeah, absolutely, and you know, and and I'm glad they're here to be honest with you. You know, because, I mean, if, you know, like I said, when you got customers in a boat, you got to produce fish. That's what your job to do. And, you know, fish is fish, and it it really just don't even matter at that point. You know, you got to put something in a box. Any slime is good. Yes, sir. Anything's good. Rob, we got a text coming in. Uh, The Los Islanos Festival, uh, is that going on this this well, I, I, look, I, I, that was one of the things I've been trying to find out about for the last two weeks. This is what I got from St. Bernard Parish government and so forth and so on. We don't know. And I said, okay, all right. So, uh, and I can only relay what I get, what I'm finding out. So, I, to be honest with you, I really don't know. But if I had to guess, I had to guess. I would have to say I don't think it's going to happen because it usually happens in March. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's in this in this time of the month. <clears throat> but if I do find out something about that, I will let you know. I promise you, I will let you know. Even if I got to text you uh, later today, I will let you know. All right, we got a to be, to be announced on that festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, to all be right, not, exactly. Put a question mark <laughs> by it. We don't know yet. Thanks so much for the report, Robbie. Okay, buddy. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Got a lot of good fishing coming up, especially with the uh, with the weather stabilizing. So I'm sure everything's going to be getting back to normal pretty soon. Okay, Robbie Campo right there. Hang a left after the bridge, huh? <laughs> Don't forget to text your comments and questions into us. Uh, you can text 504-260-1870, and uh, we'll be checking the board and reading your comments and reports as they come in this morning. Uh, and I want to know, what are some interesting things that you've tried in your crawfish boil? Crawfish season is in full swing down here, and it's always interesting to get some some new ideas. So I want to hear from you, 504-260-1870.
All right, I see a red blinking light on that answering machine. Um, I think we're going to check that answering machine when we come back. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. <laughs> there he is, nothing like a turkey talking smack. <laughs> and uh, to add insult to injury, Don has no voice to come back at him with. So good luck to all the Mississippi hunters out there. Turkey season is starting up this weekend. Uh, hope you have a stealth stealthy morning and uh kill some birds all right let's get some text message uh from justin in the refuge uh, my neighbor the possum made an appearance yesterday i asked him where he'd been he said he was on the beach in florida <laughs> good place to be huh <laughs> all right let's get to another one here oh we got we got a crawfish boil here no fruit in the crawfish boil so stay away from fruit huh no sweet. I tell you what, the only thing I like that's sweet is a, that sweet corn on the cob. That I really enjoy that. So, so no fruit. Here's another one. How delicious would it be to throw some fresh eggs in your crawfish boil? It would pick up all the spices and seasonings from the boil. Hmm, that's an interesting, interesting devil eggs, huh? We have to try that. Okay, we got some more coming in. Meatballs. <laughs> gotta say, I've never tried meatballs in a crawfish boil. Gotta add that one to my list. What's up, Don George here? I'm heading out to Delacroix today with my buddy Kramer to try to get on some big fish. Any tips? Well, Delacroix, let's see. We're going to check in with uh, a field reporter later on and, and see, see if we can get a, a good report from Delacroix. go to one more text here Cajun sausage yep alligator sausage that's a good that's a good uh, in your seafood boils and some flavor yep protein as well huh all right bimbo and Roy heading to Point Ocean this morning good luck good luck down there all right let's get to the break uh, when we come back we're gonna uh, Check in with uh, check in that big lake in Shell Beach area. We've got plenty of more reports coming up this morning. Uh, we'll get to your reports as well after the break. You can reach us at 504-260-1870. Love to hear from you, and uh, we'll get to those comments and questions coming up. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome back into the show, The Outdoors with Don Dubuque program. Minus Don Dubuque. Well. Minus his voice, Don is sitting right next to me. Don's kind of like the rudder on the boat. When I, when I venture too far off the straight and narrow, uh, Don's there to straighten me out. So good thing to have him sitting here. I have a text question asking about it. Give us an update on Don's voice. It's almost back, actually. So I I, I feel pretty confident that he'll be back in the uh, in the in the, the driver's seat next Saturday morning. And good thing get things back to normal. All right, I'm taking. Uh, text in for to try to find out what I should add to my crawfish boil. I have one. Justin the duck guy is going to work. He says add pork chops, <laughs> sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts. Okay, I've tried that. Also with everyday sides. Don't pineapple. Okay, so we're not we're not adding pineapple. Now I've heard some people say they like pineapple, so I'm gonna have to experiment with that. And you know, we're taking comments on what doesn't what not to add and you know 
boiled crawfish is one of my favorite foods, and uh, I I like just uh, it literally is my favorite food. But uh, I remember, do you remember in the eighties there was some kind of spicy? I want to say it was called spicy Coke, and it was a crawfish boil flavored cola. And I remember it was at the French market. I got it. And I thought I would like it. And it this is just wasn't something I liked. So certain things aren't meant to, to taste taste like crawfish boil. I, do you remember the name of that? I googled it, and there's no spicy coke. Send the text in if you know the name of that. It was a crawfish boiled cola. I, I guess it was coke. I, I'm not sure. If you know the answer to that, please text it in. I'm dying to try to figure that out. Okay, uh, so some, some important notes to get to you for uh, those who fish the St. Tammany Public Fishing Pier in Lake Pontchartrain, uh, they've been doing some expansion work to that pier. So instead of the usual spring opening in March, uh, that date has been pushed back to April or uh, even early May, they say. It looks like uh, crews need to travel the original pier to get the, get to the expansion. So the, the pier will be off limits to the public until uh, late April or may okay let's uh let's uh, we're gonna take a quick break to let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network all right got a few more texts coming in uh corned beef brisket wow we got, we got main courses going into our crawfish boil here <laughs> a can of sliced black olives now that's new i've never tried that um just worried about that maybe disintegrating in the in the boil so uh what else do we have here okay here we go asparagus brussels sprouts cauliflower and uh right when you drop the crawfish uh cook separate ah cook separately so they don't get too mushy yeah you got to watch out for that getting mushy uh somebody asked me about a delacro report uh, i've got that clean water uh is that river yeah minimum okay minimum from the river water okay few nice specs uh up to three pounds wow that's that's nice i can't read that all right a few more texts no broccoli no broccoli don't care much for bo boiled crawfish Okay, let's see. How do how do you access the St. Tammany Pier? Also, is there a fee? Yes, there there is a fee. Um, that's right at the base of the uh, at the of the twin span, and what that is is the old bridge uh, that took a hit from the hurricane, and they made that into a, a pier. You catch some big fish off that pier. We've had a few reports at North Shore Fishing Report. Um, so yeah, uh, twin span first exit to the left. There you go, first exit to the left to get there. All right, we'll send your comments and questions in. We've still got a lot of time left. Uh, questions or comments, hunting reports and fishing reports too. I want to hear those too. 504-260-1870 uh, and we'll get to them shortly. Uh, let's get to the break, but uh, when we come back, I'm gonna talk a little little sockeye spawn. Uh, I had the chance to, to make a few trips lately with some real sockeye pros and uh, i've really been learning a lot about these fish uh, tough to catch i tell you but uh if you put in the homework the, the results speak for themselves so 
Uh, we'll cover that when we get back. And also we're going to check in with Kurt Stansel, get a report from him. So stick around. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. And welcome back into the show. Uh, we were supposed to check in with Kurt Stansel from Hackberry, but uh, we're having trouble connecting with him. So I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about what I've been up to as far as uh, the Sokolay spawn on here on the North Shore. Uh, well, I tell you what, it, it's really a bank beater's dream because you get to fish with a cork in, in one to three feet of water and catch the type of fish. Well, you know, let's face it, they, they don't come easy. Crappie might be the, uh, the toughest of all the freshwater fish to catch. Uh, I fish a lot with some of the anglers on the North Shore, uh, on North Shore Fishing Report, and I've, I've made a few trips, and I actually I actually got the chance to experience fishing uh, for Sokolay with a Garmin Panoptics live scope. I tell you, boy, whew, I learned a lot about, uh, you know, just seeing these fish underwater. That screen shows them down there in real time, and there are no arches like the traditional uh, fish finders display. These are these are dots on the screen that are shaped just like the fish, so you can see how big they are, and, and you can even see your bait drop down to them. Uh, I made a trip uh, with uh, Tim By, and we caught a box of fish using live scope. And uh, I have to say, it's the first time I've ever set the hook on a fish without feeling a bump. Uh, the screen is, is so clear, uh, you could literally see the fish swim up to your jig and, and inhale it. Um, First time I experienced this was uh, was with Captain Mike Gallo fishing for trout, and we used it prim primarily for eliminating water, uh, and we didn't see any trout, so it saved us a bunch of time. But I really did learn a lot on that trip. Uh, the most important thing I learned was that uh, these sockeye may be down there, but if they're not feeding, they just won't touch a jig. Uh, numerous spots we went to, they, they had fish, but just wouldn't touch the jig. So the saying, the fish weren't biting is probably more true than, than the saying there's no fish there uh if you had to pick a saying but uh we've got a got a few reports that the sockeye have made their way into the shallows on the north shore of lake pontchartrain so that's a great option now for uh, for the rivers that, that feed into the lake and, and really across the state um a really clean sweet meat those those crappie and uh perfect perfect fillet size as as if you know, if you're one of those that likes it thin, crispy. Okay, wow, man, I'm getting hungry now. Do they have a vending machine in St. Hubert's Cathedral, Don? No? <laughs> All right, let's get to a few texts. Uh, Myrtle Grove area, super low water. Be careful. Uh, hot dogs are great in crawfish boil. Let's see. When do you think the price of crawfish will start going down? They are about $4 a pound now. Well, that really set them back. Uh, the the, uh, the the freeze really set them back. But I think it's just going to be coming down pretty pretty quickly uh, within a week. But, you know, those prices always hold up uh, before Easter. All right, I think we have Kurt. Kurt, are you there? Just dropped off. Okay, that's all right. Well, we're going to catch up with him a little bit later. Okay, back to the text. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Turkey necks. Yeah, it's been a while since I had turkey necks in there. No broccoli. Congratulations to Captain Martha on her first solo fishing charter. How is Don? Yeah, uh, and I got some news to report. Uh, Martha on her first trip caught a trophy tuna uh how, how how big was that don 130 
158. Wow, on a first trip. So a great job. Kurt, are you there? I'm here. Finally. All right. Give us a report on Hackberry, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Look, uh, mostly just redfish right now. Uh, just scattered trout. Not much to say on the trout around here. Uh, I've got one of my guys caught a handful on a wade. and But other than that, uh, from a boat, hardly any trout. And uh, But there's plenty of redfish and, and flounder starting to show back up. And, you know, all, all the redfish, yeah, all these redfish we're catching in bayous and stuff, getting ready, you know, and starting to head back in into the marshes. Um, and they, they're, they're fixing to start uh, being along the shorelines and stuff. Uh, the water temperature is up in the up mid-60s now. You know, we've been in the 50s. So that's – here soon we're going to find out what's going on with the trout. If You know, hopefully we didn't lose a bunch of them with that freeze. Yeah, yeah. Are redfish still in the jetties? Oh, yeah, jetties are full of redfish. You know, if you get the weather conditions right, you're going to catch them with the jetties. <laughs> and, you know, just, <laughs> they're there. Kurt, how's uh, the gnat situation? How, pardon me? The gnat situation? Oh, the gnat? We, we don't have any gnats right now. We're not having any problems with them at all. Okay, wow. Okay. Good not news. an issue here. Yeah, no Good kidding. News. But, uh, yeah, so you know, you we say, don't you say flounder. Uh, you say people are starting to catch flounder now? Yeah, they're starting their spring run coming in, yes. Uh, you know, at the mouths of little bayous, cut strings and stuff that go back into the marsh. That, uh, mm-hmm. And there's some decent-sized flounder showing up, too. You know, there's some uh, they're 17 to 20 inches, so there's some decent-sized flounder coming in. As far as trout's concerned, any limits coming in yet? No, heck no. I haven't heard of even close to a limit. No, not, not at all. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I had one guy out yesterday. I talked to him. He left at daylight, and at 10 o'clock, he caught one throwback trout, and he was fishing for trout. And he's one of my he's one of my stud guys. I mean, he. Uh, so I, I, I'm I'm real concerned. You know, maybe because the water temperature is still just a little too cool, and uh, but uh, they're not doing it here yet. Kurt, we got a text message wanting to know of any fish kills down in your area. Well, we didn't physically see any. I mean, I went out twice. I mean, once on the Wednesday when it was just really cold uh, right afterwards, and I never witnessed one dead fish, but I can promise you there were fish that died. There's no doubt. I mean, it was just too cold too long. You know, I've been through all the freezes since back in 83 and uh, every time we had a freeze like this the fishing was tough the next year yeah yeah Um, any reports of anything anybody seeing anything uh maybe stocked up in a dead-end canal or anything that would lead you no there yeah there were some fish seen in black lake uh the salt ditch Uh, there were fish seen there uh other than that, no, not really. I mean, even our little canals where our boat uh, boat lifts are, we, we there were nothing, no mud or anything died in those uh, ditches. But, you know, we had a lot of low tides and and pretty cool weather prior to this uh, freeze event. And uh, you know, hope I think a bunch of the bait, the small fish, and maybe even the trout and reds uh, got pushed to deeper water prior to it, and it, it helped save some fish. Well, all right, Kurt. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. How can people get a hold of you at uh, Hackberry Book a Trip? All right, man. They can call us toll-free. It's 
762-3391. Our web address is hackberryrodandgun.com. All right, Kurt. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. You bet. Good talking to you. Thank you. All right. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to check in with Daryl Carpenter of Real Screamers. Check in on that Grand Isle Leeville area when we come back. See if Daryl has some info for us this morning to help you catch more fish uh, if you're heading down there. I'm Keith Lusher, sitting in for Don, and you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, let's check in with Daryl Carpenter now and get a report on that Grand Isle area. Good morning, Daryl. Morning, Keith. Morning, Don. I'm assuming he's there listening. Yes, Don is right here. He says, he says, <laughs> good morning, Daryl. What are you seeing down there as far as are the trout back like before they were the freeze? They are not yet, but the signs are they are coming. Um, the week started off, you know, the week started off fairly well, uh, mostly redfish, a little bit of sheephead, that type of stuff. And then midweek, our water all around Grand Isle kind of got dirtier and dirtier. These, you know, the tide started kicking back up. The tide range kicked up, and it, you just didn't have that good clean water. Um, later in the week, Thursday, Friday, you started seeing trout getting mixed in with your catch again. Uh, the water temperature started coming back up. I don't know where we got that slug of cold water that came in here, but when I say cold, it was in the in the low 60s. Whereas pre-freeze, it was it was in the 70s, um, you know. But the water started warming up a little bit toward the end of the week, getting into the upper 60s, and you started seeing trout mixed back in. Now, if you go back and look, you know, before the freeze, we were we were catching good trout, and the females had egg sacs in them. We're starting, we're coming into the next moon cycle, to where we're going to have a growing moon. Uh, my prediction is those trout, they're going to go somewhere to spawn. And, you know, usually it's here because I, I would imagine we're going to have a spawn this month with what we saw pre-freeze. So we're starting to see some of those trout move back toward the, the southern coast. Um, I'm still getting really good reports of them catching a lot of trout way up north in the feet. Uh, the, the Bayou DuPont area and so forth is where a lot of the trout are right now. And that makes sense. For the freeze, they ran up, you know, whatever. They've got deeper canals up there in that old Texaco oil field structure and so forth. And those fish hunkered down in those deep water canals. And, you know, now they're starting to assimilate out and people are running into them and catching them. It hadn't been, hadn't been really hard on bait right now. I mean, you can still catch them on plastic, the muddier water. We've been catching most of our stuff on minnows. There is some live shrimp available. But, you know, I mean, I predict that any day, especially with this, this warm weather we've got coming all week, I suspect any day now you're going to start seeing those trout pop back up around Grand Isle. They're start, yes, um, our reds all winter long, we have found the concentration of them in the canals, in the deeper holes in the canals, because we've had, like, like I was just hearing Kirk saying, we've had some hellaciously low tides. Um, but what we're starting to find is they're starting to be in the on the shores of the bigger bays. Um, just hitting some of the bigger bays with, with reefs and points that intersect, you know, intersect bank lines, that's where we were catching the majority of our redfish this past week. We were quasi trout fishing, so to speak, but if you threw on the left side of the boat toward the reef, you'd catch some trout and, you know, particularly a lot of little throwbacks since you were in the marsh. If you threw on the right side of the boat toward the bank, Boom, you, you were catching redfish coming around the point. So they're starting to go out into those big bays now looking for more bait. 
Yeah, and speaking of bait, what are you seeing a flux of bait fish with spring here? No, no, we are not doing that. The tides have been so low, um, you know, on our normal flats and all where we normally see bait, we're not seeing a whole lot. I did notice yesterday I had, first time since the freeze, I started having schools of minnow show up in my boat ramp again. So I don't know where they retreated. I'm guessing they found warmer water somewhere since the freeze, but they are starting to assimilate back out because, like I said, I had big schools of minnows in my boat ramp yesterday afternoon. Daryl, sheep says that's still still dependable, the sheep said bite? Uh, you know, Keith, we never had to run on sheephead this year, and maybe it's just that, you know, other fishing was so good that we didn't concentrate on them. But we never had to run on them this year that, that we normally, I'd say we normally had, uh, especially on those inshore reefs and those inshore oil rigs and so forth. Um, great catches coming off of the shore uh, or off of the, you know, the jetties coming out of pass, Bell Pass, those areas. Great catches coming off of them. And I suspect here we are, middle of March, uh, if it ever calms down enough where you can make it out to those close-in rigs, I would imagine you could literally sink the boat with them at those close-in rigs. But we never found them really hard and schooled up inshore this this past winter. All right, Daryl, anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? That's it. I mean, Easter's early this year. We're coming up on, you know, Grand Isle's fixing to start getting hot. And all I can look, not just for me as far as charter trips go, but it's anybody's looking to come down here, I'd start making your plans early because if my telephone's any indication, it's going to get hard to find a boat or a room to stay in pretty soon. All right. Where can folks get get in touch with you? Well, they can find me on Don's site at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, uh, RealScreamers.com, or just pick up the phone, 225 225- Nine three seven six two eight eight. All right. Thanks so much, Daryl. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Keith. Y'all have a good day. Godspeed, Don. Okay, that's gonna do it for the first hour. Wow, man, time flies when you're having fun, huh? But fortunately, we have another hour coming up. We're gonna to get to some fishing reports from Mike Gallo, Eric Muhabarak, and Ryan Lambert. Also, we'll hear from you. I'll be reading your texts as they come in. Uh, hopefully, get some more recommendations for the crawfish boil. So stick around for more Outdoors with Don Dubuque. And welcome back into the show. I'm Keith Lusher filling in for Don Dubuque. And as you probably know by now, Don has lost his voice. <laughs> but I have no doubt he'll find it soon as I drove up this morning to uh, St. Hubert's Cathedral. I saw him in the back. He was looking behind trees. He was turning over rocks in search of his voice. So with that kind of effort, I have no doubt that he's going to find it soon and be back in the driver's seat. Uh, behind the mic where everybody needs him to be. Uh, but in all honesty, Don is uh, seeing a, a specialist, and it looks as if next week is probably going to be the week that he returns. Uh, I'll tell you what, somewhere else Don needs to be, Etouffee Restaurant. Uh, if you want to meet Don and Martha and talk hunting and fishing with them, uh, they'll be recording their Bayou Wild episodes every Monday at, at the Etouffee Restaurant. Uh, stop in for lunch and, and enjoy some authentic Cajun cuisine. Uh, that's just off of Highway 190 right there in Covington. Uh, to find out the upcoming Bayou Wild taping dates, give them a call at 985-212-8331. Cajun cooking and a fishing and hunting show to go along with that. Sounds like a very enjoyable time. That's the Calais family over there from Cutoff running that. I wonder if, I wonder if that's any relation to a teacher I had in high school, Mr. Calais taught science at Archbishop Shaw. 
I believe he was from Cutoff. I think that was 11th grade, if I'm not mistaken. All right, the Bass Cash Bash continues. As they say, you don't want to be that guy. Uh, this goes on in Texas, Alabama, and Louisiana Delta Waters. Uh, you can get all the details on their website, BassCashBash.com. Check it out, and, and don't be the guy who misses out on a truck or a boat or some huge cash prizes. Uh, make sure you're in that game. Okay, we've got another hour to go. Good thing, huh? We've got a lot to talk about coming up this hour. We're going to check in with Captain Mike Gallo and get a report from the North Shore and, and Lake Bourne and Wrigley's, Lake, Lake Catherine, Biloxi Marsh. Whew. <laughs> Mike covers a lot of water, huh? but uh, when you guarantee fish, uh, I guess that's what you got to do. Also, we're going to talk with Cap Captain Eric Muhabarak for those interested in some kayak fishing options. Uh, and last but not least, we're going to check in with Ryan Lambert and get a report from Plaquemines down Highway 23. So lots to talk about this morning. And don't forget, I want to get some ideas for what to add to my crawfish boil and what not to add. I'm always looking for different things to add and in addition to the regular stuff, the sausage, the mushrooms, celery, you know, the corn on the cob, that kind of stuff. So text in your recommendations so I can try them in my next crawfish boil. Stick around and we'll pick back up with Mike Gallo on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network it's the born on the bayou report with mike gallo it's sponsored by seato for only 179 dollars per year your membership gets you unlimited fuel drops 24 7 tow-ins jump starts for electrical problems whatever it takes to get you back safely seato is like AAA on the water peace of mind for you and your loved ones is just one call away to chris at 504-301-4545 or a click to seektoe.com. Morning, Mike. Are you surviving these uh, horrendous winds we've been experiencing? Yes, I have to this point, Keith. Uh, <laughs> good to hear your voice again. It's been a long time since you and I have spoke. Um, boy, you got some big vocal cords to fill, huh? Filling in for Don? I'll tell you what. Not only vocal cords, huh? I'm manning the ship here. We got text messages coming in. <laughs> a lot more complex than my North, my simple North Shore fishing report, I got to tell you. Yeah, you're doing a good job. Don Don makes it sound like it's a breeze, but uh, I'm sure it, uh, it takes some concentration. And Don, we're all praying for you, buddy, so hopefully you get back soon. Got a thumbs up from Don. So what are you so seeing, Mike, see out there? Report. Yeah, let's see a fishing report. Earlier in the week, we had some pretty relaxed winds. And depending on what you wanted to catch, if you went to the Biloxi Marsh, you could catch plenty of redfish and then occasional trout. Not many trout in the Biloxi Marsh. Being that water system is so much shallower, it cools down at nighttime to temperatures where the trout are not quite so active. And then you know, late in the day, it'll warm up to where the trout are active, but most people are gone if they're fishing a morning trip. You know, they pull out by 1 or 2 o'clock, and it seemed like that's when the trout in the Biloxi Marsh were getting active. But I did have a couple of boats run to the Lake Pontchartrain and Lake Catherine area, and we're starting to see some trout show up on the bridges with the normal, like you and I did many years ago, bouncing a three-eighths or half-ounce jig on the bottom with 
a variety of lures. You know, the Berkeley Gulp lures work good. The Matrix Shad does a really good job. So starting to see some trout over there. That's a welcome sight to see. Lake Catherine's a shallower water body. So in Lake Catherine, we've been popping corks with the plastics, um, you know, below the cork, anywhere from 18 to 24 inches, hugging the leeward shoreline and, and looking for, you know, you want to see bait on the water. You want to see some mullet moving through there or even some pogies. And, if, you know, obviously you want to fish close to the bait when you see it, and that'll give you your best opportunity to, to find some fish. The bass have been pretty pretty easy to catch. They like to hang along the grass line in the bayous, and they're biting all the same things we fish trout with. It's just those jig heads with a plastic's not quite as weedless. So if you want to concentrate on bass, you can go with a weedless worm or maybe even a spinnerbait run along the edge of the grass where that, that vibration will get his attention and he'll run out there and strike that lure. So things are shaping up. You know, we got longer days and we had 80 degree temperatures for several days this week and get the water temperatures up. Um, rivers not looking like it's going to get to the point where they have to open the spillway as of yet. So it's looking like a, a fairly normal spring and we're certainly looking forward to catching some fish as things improve as we go. Absolutely, Mike. Mike, are you seeing any change in the bait fish? Uh, starting to see some different bait fish push through, maybe some pogies? I have seen some pogies out in the lake. There's some, some you know, bigger rafts of pogies flickering around. And obviously when you see those, you certainly want to fish by them, especially if they're close to the bridge. But right in the canal behind my lodge, I'm seeing real small fry and lots of them. And and those little things will grow pretty quickly. So it looks like there's going to be really an abundance of bait uh, this spring, which is all good signs for nice, fat, healthy fish. Uh, live shrimp, Mike. You get live shrimp anywhere down by the marinas? I haven't heard of any live shrimp uh, yet. A couple boats going out this morning. And the word we had as late as 7 o'clock last night where the shrimp were on their way. Now, I hadn't heard of any yet this morning, and I'm not planning on using any myself, but um, the other boats may have them. I would, I would say, you know, call Lake Catherine Marina, Dave and Angie, if they have them, they're certainly, you know, that's the reason they get them, so that they can provide them to the fishermen. So they're certainly not going to hold back and tell you they don't have them when they do. Um, they certainly want to get them, and and hopefully they'll be there or have gotten there overnight. I just don't know the answer to that as we speak. Yeah, well, if not, it won't be long. Mike, with all these winds, what are some spots you can give some anglers to, to look for to, to try to escape? Well, you know, when you have an east wind, you want to fish the eastern shoreline of whatever particular lake you want to fish. And that's what we've had uh, throughout the week. So, you know, the eastern shoreline of Lake Catherine, anywhere from Unknown Pass all the way up to Counterfeit Pass, which is pretty much the length of the lake along that eastern shoreline. There's some grass beds through those areas. And I would start, you know, it's I would start the way that lake is situated. I would I would come out of Sawmill Pass and head straight towards Bayjun 
and go over by counterfeit pass, and you'd have the wind to your back, which is going to help you make a nice long cast, try to keep the belly out of your line, and just drift. And you'll drift, and as you're drifting, when you get bites or catch fish, you kind of want to pay attention to where you are because you may drift for 20 minutes and not catch anything, and then in the next 20 minutes you may catch five. And then you may go another 20 minutes without anything. So obviously you want to turn around, idle back to where you did catch, and drift through that area again. And sometimes as you drifted a second time, a third time, a fourth time, you condense that little area even smaller and smaller to where maybe you're only drifting over, say, three or 400 yards of shoreline. But every time you catch four or five fish, it doesn't take but a few drifts. And before you know it, you got a nice box of fish. So the whole key is to sort of pay attention to where you are and be able to drift over it multiple times. Same thing in Lake Pontchartrain. You'd fish that eastern shoreline starting around, say, Hospital Wall, and you can follow that shoreline all the way to the Chef or down to the Cedar Bayous, Big Cedar and Little Cedar, and all of those areas are going to have bait fish in them. They should have some grass in uh, Cedar Bayous. Good areas, same sort of technique. I would say Lake Pontchartrain's a little bit deeper. If you do use a popping cork, you might want to go three feet down. And if you got someone with you, you know, don't all fish the same exact technique. Someone fish on the surface with a cork and have someone bouncing on the bottom. And that way you're covering more water. And obviously, whoever's catching fish, you switch over to that technique and catch what you can. Catch what you can. Yeah, I think these winds are probably going to be settling down pretty soon. So should have full access of everything down there. Mike, where can some folks get some information about booking a trip? Oh, very simple. You can find me on dinetheoutdoorsguide.com. You can go to my website, which is aaofla.com. We're on Facebook under Angling Adventures, or you can call me on the old reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811. Well, great talking with you, Mike, and uh, thanks so much for helping us out this morning. Thank you very much, Keith. I, I did want to mention that CETO has their no-show boat show promotion going on where you can get 14 months of coverage for the same price of 12 and that's for new and existing customers. They'll just add it to your time. So you certainly want to not worry about your boat while you're fishing, and CETO removes that worry. You can fish with peace of mind. I was about to say that, peace of mind, like AAA on the water. All right, Mike, go catch some fish. All right, buddy. Hope I'm talking to Don next week, but I did enjoy talking to you this week. Thank you so much, and I really think he's going to be back, so you probably will. All right, there he goes, Mike Gallo, probably the most cerebral fisherman I've ever fished with. Uh, <laughs> we're catching fish. He, he's thinking of conditions and baits and tides and winds, and it's, it's like he uploads it into his brain and formulates an equation while he's fishing, just about the opposite of how I fish. <laughs> I start catching fish, I ain't thinking about nothing but catching my next one. Okay, coming up next is our paddler's report for you kayak fishermen. Captain Eric Muhabarak joins us next, so stick around for more outdoors with Don Dubuque. 
All right, up next, Captain Eric Muhabarak joins us for the Paddler's Report. The Paddler's Report is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters, locations in Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington, offering the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. Visit their website for more products and those demo days at MasseyOutfitters.com, or check them out on Facebook. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Keith. How are you doing? Good morning, Don. Don's got a thumbs up. So he says good morning. I say good morning. We're having a good time this morning. Erica, what oh, are yeah. some options as far as those in kayaks or, or, or p Can't forget the guys in the p huh? Hey, that's the way I started was with a Ron Chapman. I mean, when I say started, I was a baby, of course, when they handed it to me, and I fished out of that until I discovered uh, these uh, Hobie kayaks. Uh, first kayak I bought was a Revolution. Um, but yeah, the pierogs are still killing fish and plenty of stuff around, you know, uh, love the pierogs, but, um, yeah, you know, um, you know, Massey's just got, you know, they got their, they, I don't know how many they have left, but they do have a, a, a full line of, uh, of Hobies that they did get in. I know they were selling really fast. Uh, they actually just got a, uh, 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 a line of uh, Jackson. They, well, they've been carrying it, but you know they just got their shipment in. I think it was yesterday when I talked with Will over there, the manager at, at Massey's on Carlton. Um, you know, so they got the all of Jacksons in and stuff, and they got all supplies and stuff you need over there. So you know, one of those kayaks will do you good. Um, you know, I, I like the Outbacks and then the Pro Anglers myself. All right, Eric. What's uh, what have you been seeing out there uh, as far as fishing from a kayak? Well, um, last week, uh, me and four buddies took a, a fishcation up to uh, Bastrop, Louisiana, way up north by uh, Arkansas, and uh, we fished Bussy Break, and uh, it's a phenomenal fishery up there. Uh, it, it's pretty ni- nice central location also because you're about an hour from uh, Caney Lake also, so if something's not working out at one lake and go to the other lake, you know, which I fished Caney for years. Uh, I'm not really a big bass fisherman. I do this more for fun and a fun trip. Uh, but we had an excellent time, some new territory. Uh, the fish, we we lost some big ones. Well, some of us lost some big ones, <laughs> not me. But uh, And I caught a decent one, you know, 6.75 uh, uh, bass on uh, a Senko in 11 feet of water. And uh, it was a pretty interesting little story. A buddy of mine called me up said, man, why don't you try by the wood, put a Senko on. And I did, and I caught the fish, uh, which led me to win the official prize <laughs> for the trip. But it's really a neat fishery up there. Um, you know, you were talking about the Sokolay fishing. Uh, my buddies with the depth finders were picking up Sokolay all over the wood. Um, but the thing is, you have to have, it has to be a 10-inch minimum, slot, you know, above 10 for you to keep them. So they got some monster socks up there. Yeah, I think uh, – don't quote me on this, but I, I think they, they recently caught a 3.2-pound uh, sock lake a month or so back up there. That's you know, a that's, a, that's a big fish. But um, it's beautiful up there, beaver dams and uh, beaver huts, I guess you would say. Uh, you know, the, the, the cypresses, it's a fresh lake. It's really nice. Um, it's also close to uh, – one of the neat things in Louisiana to go check out, it's uh, the uncut cypresses. Uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the pictures of, of people paddling through the kayak, through the cypress trees, with the actually through the trunk of the tree 
with the kayak. Uh, they call that one the castle. It's one of the oldest in the state, Uncut Cypress, uh, which is a short paddle from the state park up there. I can't recall the name of that state park, but I, I highly suggest you take a ride and go see that. And uh, They tell me the best time to go see those trees are in June and July. We didn't get to do it because the bayou had too much current in it. Uh, but it's really a nice area up there. Uh, you know, the fishing's good. I uh, can't complain about anything. Um, company was good. You know, um, they also got to, got to stop by Simmons Sporting Goods. I don't know if you guys ever been there. That's a phenomenal place uh, to see. The mounts alone are, are, are awesome in the place, you know. Um, but down here, the fishing's been, uh, you know, pretty decent down in Plaquemines Parish. Can't complain. You know, uh, wind dies a little bit. Get a few nights. Hasn't been too bad. Personally, I haven't ran into to where it was horrible. Um, but we will be finding out this week <laughs> if I need to bring some more amber romance or vanilla lace or whatever you want to call it, you know. But uh, all around, you know, it's getting to be that time of year. Once this wind stops blowing, uh, hopefully March does go out like a lamb is uh, what we're looking for. And uh, them fish will be start moving. And, of course, the trout will move out to the coast. But the redfish will be on fire here for sure in the areas that I fish up this way. Well, all right, Eric. Thanks for the update. Uh, where can folks get a hold of you? Uh, uh, on Facebook or Instagram, uh, the Louisiana Kayak Company, or uh, just the old telephone, 504-313-8292. All right, Eric Muhabarak, right there. Thanks so much for the update, Eric. All right, Keith. Y'all be good. And Darren, take care of you, your boys. Drink some honey, lemon, and water. That's my orders. <laughs> Honey, lemon, and water, Don. Yep. <laughs> All right, Eric. All right. Take care, Y'all be, be good. Thank you. All right. Coming up, we're going to get to some more texts. Uh, we've got some, some news on Elmer's Island Wildlife Refuge and also Cat Island Refuge, all coming up after the break. Keep it tuned right here on More Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome back. Keith Lusher filling in for Don Dubuque. And uh, we're having a great time this morning. Don't forget to text in your crawfish boil recipes. What are some unorthodox things that you've tried and maybe some things that, that you would warn against? Text us at 504-260-1870. All right, an update out of St. Francisville. Water levels at the Mississippi River Gauge in Baton Rouge have exceeded 24 feet. And that's forced the closure of Cat Island Nas National Wildlife Refuge. Uh, to protect the refuge visitors, all activities have been canceled until the river recedes to a level in, in which roads can be cleared, repaired, and open to the public. And uh, that went into effect last Saturday and will continue through March because they're expecting those water levels to remain at uh, 24 feet. All right, another wildlife refuge to update you on. Boy, Hurricane Zeta took a toll on that Elmer's Island. Uh, but good news, the refuge is opening back up to the public. Uh, it's been closed since November, since the road repairs. Uh, since then, road repairs and several other projects have been completed to restore the area and uh, improve the recreational access to the area. And it looks like they've, uh, they've even added a few kayak launches off the access road. So what they're going to do is start shuttling visitors to the beach at the uh, island on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays throughout the months of March, April, and May. But starting in June, they'll be running the shuttle uh, daily. So good news for bird watchers and, and nature observers with that being reopened. Okay, we're going to uh, 
take a quick break and let, let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, taking a look at some uh, text messages. One says, I want to take my wife and two young daughters fishing for the first time. We just moved to Madisonville. Do you have any recommendations for fishing spots? Uh, actually, i tell you what, I have a few recommendations, but I wrote an article, Top 10 Spots to Fish from the North Shore. Uh, just Google that or check it out on NorthShoreFishingReport.com, and that's 10 great options. Uh, very informative. Um, give you a, a lot of choices to choose from. All right. Sparky says, I think it was Jolt Cola, the crawfish flavored cola. No, it's not Jolt Cola. I know which one I was talking about. I finally found it. It's called Cajun Cola. Does anybody remember Cajun Cola? I did a little research. It was three or four years. It was in existence in the 80s. And uh, crawfish flavored cola. All right. A few more. Uh, hi, Don. When can we get more outdoors back? We need it now more than ever with the new president wanting to change the gun laws. Hope you find your voice soon. At More Outdoors, we, we, we're just on hold for now until things get back to normal. Uh, the, the studio's in New Orleans, so they're cracking down as far as how many people can be in the in the studio. Hey Keith, a friend of mine here in South Alabama told me of someone putting a whole pineapple on top of the crawfish as it soaked. It was delicious. I bet that would. I bet that would work. And uh, I'm sure it's tastes. Let's see. I can't believe better than crawfish. Wow. Okay. Better than the crawfish. Hope Don can figure out where he lost his voice. He is. He is. All right. Let's see. Never heard of Fry. Okay, is there another name for that? Uh, one of the captains was talking about, I think it was Mike Gallo, was talking about Fry. Fry is just a, a baby fish. That's it. So that has nothing to do with cooking. <laughs> All right. We're going to uh, take a quick break here, and then uh, we'll get back with you, and we'll get back. Tell you about an interesting tournament here on the North Shore. All right. We'll pick back up right after the break with the Don Dubuque Radio Network. And he is the plastic man, Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. Good morning, Ryan. Ryan, give us a report on that area, that you're, what you're seeing out there. Good morning, Keith. How you doing, buddy? Well, my area is, currently is in Belize. Uh, I'm down in Belize right now, so it's hard for me to give you that. <laughs> no, the, 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 river, the, the river is coming up. It'll be 13 foot next week, and then we got a big six foot drop coming, so it's going to be good. And uh, April with a seven foot river is going to be fantastic for trout and reds, so it ought to be great. Right now, we're doing really good on the reds. You know, it's been a little windy, so we had been get, getting after the trout as hard as we want, but. You know, everybody's been real happy, you know, the rhino. And we fly fishing, and, and the boys are getting after it with uh, the shrimp and the cork on the other side of the river and, and doing well there. I mean, it's it's pretty much a guaranteed thing over there. I mean, those guys have it dialed in on where to go and how to get them, so making a lot of happy customers. And that phone is ringing off the hook. People are ready to get out and come fishing. Thank God. <laughs> right. What, you, what are you up to in Belize? 
fishing, fishing bones, permit, tarpon, looking for some land and just getting away for a couple of days, you know. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's beautiful down here. It really is, and it's an easy trip. So um, we slid down. I've, I've fly fished yesterday. It's been very, very windy since I've been here. But, uh, you know, just to be in that, that turquoise blue water and the sand and, you know, I got Miss Carmen with me, and that's she's from Honduras. So when she comes here, she's uh, she's at peace. She loves it here. <laughs> she <laughs> she gets some uh, some stewed chicken and beans and rice and and planting those, and she's a happy camper. <laughs> and having a happy camper wife is a good thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely, the saying is <laughs> I, true, huh? I, I, live live shrimp. Doing? Everybody's asking for live shrimp, Ryan. What's the situation down there? Um. They they gonna get them out. Uh, the shrimp are showing up, and pretty soon they'll they'll be catching big ones. Uh, it's shortly offshore, so they'll be bringing shrimp in. So you know, I I don't. <laughs> they call me plastic man for a reason. I don't keep up with it, but you know, if if not, they could very easily use the dead shrimp for the redfish. You know, the trout trout are a different situation. I was fishing with plastic, as everyone knows, but you know that live shrimp it works, and and they'll be getting them. Uh, I don't think it'll be any problem. We're talking crawfish boil uh, this morning. What, what are your recommendations? Have you have you heard anything, uh, tried anything unorthodox that I should add to my crawfish boil? No, you know, um, we like to put orange juice in ours, and it gives them a little, little different flavor, you know. So other than that, we just use, we use the regular seasoning. You know, I, I use a commercial one that in a jar, and I found it works real good, but I, I add a lot of orange juice to it. You know, it just gives them a little different flavor. It's that time, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan, growing up, I fished that area. Man, I tell you what, I haven't been back in a while. How, what does that Grand Bayou look like nowadays? I haven't been there in so long. Everything's disappearing. I mean, we've, we've lost so much land in, in this area. It's incredible. I mean, I've been guiding here 44 years, and when I go out there, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. It's mm-hmm. it's just all open water now. You know, Grand Bayou's got some left, but but it's heading that way. The erosion is heading heading that direction more and more, and it's opening up. No man's land is all opening up. It's it's spreading spreading like fire, unfortunately. So we will we'll get a handle on it. We're doing what we can. You know, we just. We just got to make everybody happy, you know. We we got to do what we can to save the oysters, and we got to do what we can to save the shrimp and build land back simultaneously. So, well, you know, you know, it's working good on the east side, and I think it's going to work good on the west side. We just have to pick all the all the user groups and do what we can to, to help everybody out and still save Louisiana. So. Um, we'll we'll get it. You know, I have no doubt that that Louisiana and Mother Nature will will take care of herself and push the, you know, push different species where where they want to be. You know, that dolphins too. They'll just go out to the Gulf and do their thing. So, I think uh, we have no choice if we're going to live here. That's for sure. Everybody sees the damage. Um, yeah, well, I got some good memories of fishing Grand Bayou uh, midwinter, oh, water pouring class. out those weirs. Man, fishing with an H and H cockaho on simple jig head, <laughs> bouncing it. Boom, How about all the way back to Chad Riggs? Oh yeah, Chad Riggs. With the yellow and the white and the double, 
me and my dad used to throw some Chad rigs. But look, and your biggest you know, decision was what color combo to use, huh? Yeah, and then, then you got Gold the speckled gogo and all that. It all caught fish. We just had such a plethora of fish back then. You know, it's it's a shame we've lost some of it, but it's still number one fishery in North America. And, and the more we bring back and the more habitat we get, the, the better our fishing will become again. So, you know, we'll keep working on it, and, and I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to doing what I can. So uh, we'll be all right. You know, we'll leave it. We'll leave it better than what we got it. That's for sure. All right, Ryan. Anything else you'd like to add? No, buddy. I'll be I'll be back home tonight, and I'll be out to the Sakalay in the morning. I'm gonna fish Sakalay. The Sakalay are biting like crazy. The brim bite is real yeah. good right now. You know, I'm a specking red guy, but when it comes to Sakalay, I'm like a kid in a candy store. So I'm gonna go after them as soon as I get home tomorrow. I'm going right right back to fishing. Sounds like they a plan. All right, where can people regard. get a hold of you? Oh, they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com, or they can call me direct at 504-559-5111. And uh, give my buddy my regards, and I'll be talking. I'll be texting him when I get home and see how he's doing. I certainly will. I think he's going to be back next week. So. Awesome. All right. Awesome. All right, Pete. Good Thank talking to you, buddy. All right, good talking with you, man. Thanks for joining us. Be safe. All right, there he goes, the plastic man. And just for clarification, he's not made of plastic. He, he likes to fish with plastic. So <laughs> I definitely felt funny asking the plastic man about live shrimp, but hey, they're in hot demand right now. All right, Woo, time is flying by. I'm having so much fun. Uh, what a great time to be a sportsman in South Louisiana. With the hunting and the fishing we have, turkey season coming up, crawfish boils happening, trout moving in, sure. Just, just a really fun time to be here in Cajun country. All right, stick around. We're not done just yet. Got a couple of announcements, including the new Bayou Wild episode, so stick around for that. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome back into the show. We're going to get to a text message right quick. Uh, the most steadfast rule for a crawfish boil is never to invite my mother-in-law. Mm. Words of wisdom, huh? I'll stay away from that. <laughs> All right, let's look at the Bayou Wild. Uh, we have a new episode. Uh, Don, Martha, Chris travel to uh, Venice, Louisiana, and they're going to shine the spotlight on one of the great pioneers of charter fishing in the state. Uh, if you're native to Louisiana, you know anything about fishing, you've probably heard the name Mike Fernet. Uh, Don and Martha dive into this story, which is really interesting. They cover uh, his beginning with building his own boat to running offshore charters to transition into inshore later on in his life. Uh, they also feature the Redfish Lodge that Mike owns and operates. Just a unique story with him and his family, a true Louisiana fishing legend. Also, the Bayou Wild crew makes a trip for uh, bull reds. And Mike, with Mike, uh, that's always fun to watch, the bull reds uh, being hauled in, you know, on inshore tackle especially. Uh, Bayou Wild Season 7. Wow, seven seasons. Man, man, that just started. Head on over to BayouWild.com for all the air times and dates and uh, where you can watch. And also you can check them out on YouTube for current and past episodes. I got to tell you, it's so nice to see a, a well-put-together video series like Bayou Wild. Uh, Don, Martha, and Chris do an excellent job at, at putting the work in. And, and the end result is a polished 
informative television show like uh like we used to see in the old days huh when only the professionals were able to do put together media <laughs> such a pleasure to watch uh and, and learn from from it and, uh, being local almost every episode they're, they're covering something of interest to you and me here in south louisiana so head on over to bayouwild.com for all the channels uh you could find them on you know find the air times and what channels they're playing on and don't forget if you want to stop in and, and watch the live recording they'll be at a Fay restaurant just off of highway 190 in covington uh, stop in and enjoy some authentic cajun cooking and talk to don and martha on mondays that's when they record all right are you interested in a, a clay shooting event the louisiana safari club international is holding a clay shooting event on march 20th at the gol gun club in maurice louisiana this is a this is the fifth annual sporting clays shoot held by the safari club uh, registration is 400 dollars per four-man team or 100 dollars for an individual shooter uh, and you'll be working your way through a 17 station course uh, they'll be raffling off some giveaways and in the event and uh, after the event, and also they'll be serving up fried catfish for those entered. Uh, all proceeds will uh, be used to promote hunting culture and conservation within the community, as well as local cha- charities. Uh, 100% of the money raised stays in the local chapter to be used uh, in the Acadian area. So support a good cause. All local shooting event on Saturday, March 20th. Registration begins at 8 a.m. And the shooting starts at 9, but they advise to pre-register for this event in order to guarantee a spot. Uh, They're limited to 34 teams, so first come, first serve at the 5th Annual Sporting Clays Shoot held by the Safari Club International. All right, what a fun time talking with you this morning. So sorry to see it's over, but uh, we'll be back next Saturday and do it all over again. Pretty sure Don will be in in the driver's seat. I want to thank all our guests for joining me this morning, trying to shine some light on the fishing scene for you this weekend. Robbie Campo, Kurt Stansel, Daryl Carpenter, Mike Gallo, Eric Muhabarak, and Ryan Lambert. Thanks so much for your field reports. Also, thanks to you, our listeners, for the text message. Text messages. I'm certainly, I was interested to hear some of the things that you guys add to your crawfish boil. I'm going to have to try some of those on my next boil. Uh, If you're heading out on the water today, I want to wish you luck. A safe trip on the water, and we'll pick back up next Saturday at 5 a.m., hopefully with a fully recovered Don Dubuque. Hope you enjoyed the show this morning on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.